Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the entrepreneurial roadmap outlined in Nail It Then Scale It, written by Nathan Furr and Paul Alstrom. This 2011 publication serves as a guide to fine tuning your business plan and augmenting your company's growth. The book extensively details the process of curating innovative products that address real world problems effectively communicating with the appropriate markets, and recalibrating your strategy before propelling your business to scale. The authors bring significant expertise to the table. Nathan Furr is a distinguished professor and researcher of entrepreneurship, with experience in both launching and advising numerous companies. Co-author Paul Alstrom has successfully founded a multitude of companies, leveraging his deep understanding of the field, to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into startups. Nail It Then Scale It is a must-read for aspiring entrepreneurs and those planning to start a business. It also offers valuable insights for business owners who are dissatisfied with conventional economic models, providing them with innovative strategies for growth and expansion. Tune into this episode to gain an overview of their groundbreaking approach to launching a successful business. Nail It, Then Scale It, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Creating and Managing Breakthrough Innovation. Introduction. Unlock the secret to entrepreneurial triumph and avoid common pitfalls. Imagine this. You have a groundbreaking idea for a new product. You hustle to get it to market and rely on customers for valuable feedback. You invest to boost growth, expecting a corresponding increase in your customer base. But instead, to your surprise, your venture collapses. This scenario isn't unusual. Many promising businesses buckle because they overlook essential steps such as understanding customer needs, seizing opportunities, or transitioning the enterprise into capable hands. So, how do you navigate the path to entrepreneurial success? In this summary, we'll unveil the stages of launching and growing a business. This process includes innovative product development, identifying your target market, establishing strong customer communication channels, and then refining your product to scale up your operations. As we embark on this journey, you'll discover why pinpointing your customers' pain points is critical, how even the laziest individuals can be motivated to recycle, and why Yahoo missed out on the opportunity to acquire Google when it had the chance. Part 1. Discover why successful entrepreneurship requires more than capital and brilliant ideas. What if you were given a million dollars right now? Would you be confident in using it to build a thriving enterprise? The truth is, many of us would hesitate, and rightly so. Success in business doesn't simply rely on a hefty bank account. In fact, a wealth of resources can even hinder progress by cultivating complacency. After all, When resources are scarce, creativity and innovation are often at their highest. This is why startups with limited seed capital tend to be acutely aware of what's vital to their product. Conversely, when time and money are abundant, it can lead to mismanagement and a potential dampening of innovation. Consider the case of 3D Realms, the video game developer that created the wildly successful game Duke Nukem 3D in 1996. This game was developed in about 18 months with minimal capital. Riding high on their success, 
they began developing the sequel, Duke Nukem Forever, armed with the substantial profits from their first game. However, the influx of cash ended up being a hindrance rather than a help. With ample time and money, decisions became stalled, and the company spent 12 years in the development stage before finally scrapping the unreleased game. As this example shows, neither money nor genius ideas guarantee success. Such perfect visions can indeed inspire blind confidence, and the unwavering determination to bring these ideas to life can pose substantial risks. Convinced of the infallibility of their ideas, many entrepreneurs fall into the trap of a ready-fire-aim approach. They rush to develop and launch their project, investing heavily with the assumption they can adjust to customer needs later. Unsurprisingly, this approach frequently backfires. It often results in products or services with little to no demand, such as a lawnmower rental service in the concrete jungle of Manhattan. By failing to consider what customers truly want, entrepreneurs adhering to this method often find themselves quickly sinking into debt. So, if not money and grand ideas, what does it take to launch a flourishing business? Let's delve deeper into the secrets of successful entrepreneurship. Part 2. Successful businesses identify problems and create effective solutions. Every day we encounter minor and sometimes major inconveniences, whether it's a poorly designed teabag or needlessly complex accounting software. These challenges, although frustrating, are also opportunities in disguise. Each of these nuisances can serve as a catalyst for a successful business. The key is to understand how these problems impact potential customers and then craft a practical solution. Let's consider Steve Jobs, co-founder of Apple. He identified the struggle of transferring music files to MP3 players, and in response, he introduced the user-friendly iPod. Alongside it, he launched the iTunes software which allowed users to effortlessly sync music to their devices. Intuit, an American software company, provides another inspiring example. They observed that small business owners found it arduous to navigate the 125 screens required to set up the company's standard accounting software. Recognizing that these entrepreneurs had little time for IT matters and might not all be tech-savvy, Intuit developed Quicken. This accounting software, tailored for small businesses, featured a setup process reduced to just three screens. This astute adjustment led to a 20% increase in the company's annual revenue. These examples illustrate that your product must solve a pain point experienced by potential customers, whether they are individual consumers or entire cities. Take Patrick Fitzgerald, founder of RecycleBank, a New York-based company. He noticed that some American cities were spending huge amounts of money to dispose of trash because many residents failed to recycle, an activity which could, in fact, generate income for the city. To tackle this issue, Fitzgerald launched a program in 2014 that rewarded residents with discounts on RecycleBank's online store, OneTwine, proportional to the amount they recycled. This innovative solution led to an impressive increase in the recycling rate in one Philadelphia suburb from 7 to 90%. Today, RecycleBank has expanded its operations across the country. The power of problem-solving in fostering successful businesses is now clear. But what if your competitors are also working hard to address the same problem? What's your next move?
Part 3. True innovation often comes from enhancing existing products, not just creating new ones. When we think of Apple, it's widely recognized as a leader in the world of computers, smartphones, and MP3 players. But it's important to note that Apple did not invent any of these products. So what's their secret to success? The answer lies in their approach to innovation, which involves merging existing inventions with fresh insights. This strategy enables successful entrepreneurs to deliver astonishing improvements. In other words, innovation often involves harnessing an existing invention and enhancing it to gain a competitive advantage. A case in point is the evolution of solar panels. While these have been available commercially for several decades and solar-powered cars have been produced as early as 1962, they didn't make a significant mark in commercial markets until the panels were adapted for domestic use. Today, home solar solutions are increasingly popular, and solar panels have emerged as a multi-billion dollar industry. Consider the example of Kawasaki, which was once the leading manufacturer of jet skis. However, their products lacked seats, making them uncomfortable to ride. When competitors like Sea-Doo introduced jet skis with seats, the market showed a clear preference for the new design. As a result, Kawasaki lost its market foothold and almost disappeared entirely. Thus, innovation is often about gaining insight. It requires an in-depth study of the habits and preferences of your target customers until you fully understand their needs. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, offers a brilliant example. While he didn't invent the concept of self-service shopping, he recognized this growing trend as the future of commerce. Walton quickly grasped the potential for significant cost reduction by positioning clerks at the checkouts only, rather than having them scattered throughout the store. By keenly observing and interviewing customers at competitors' stores, he learned how he could enhance the shopping experience for his own customers. His success is clear testimony to the efficacy of his approach. During this process, he meticulously analyzed every aspect of the store and customer experience from customers' reactions as they entered the store to the placement of the checkouts relative to the front door. Part four, understanding the market and tailoring your marketing strategy to your audience are key to success. In the world of business, knowledge is power and understanding consumer behavior is like owning the ultimate playbook. Whether we're making small daily purchases or investing in big ticket items, we rely on various sources of information ranging from trusted friends to online reviews. As a business owner, getting to grips with how your customers make decisions is crucial. To effectively operate a successful business, you must have a deep understanding of your market, especially your customers. Asking questions like, where do our customers hear about our products? And what do they learn about it? Can guide your marketing strategies. Let's take a look at Supermac, a company that creates add-on devices exclusively for Macintosh computers. In 1989, when the company was on the brink of bankruptcy, two venture capital firms infused $8 million to revive the business. The newly appointed vice president of marketing, Stephen Blank, embarked on a mission to better understand the consumer behavior of their customers. What Blank discovered was enlightening. Contrary to the company's assumptions, Neither price nor technical specifications held the most weight for their customers. 
Instead, magazine reviews were the most influential factor in their purchasing decisions. This knowledge allowed Supermac to revamp its marketing strategy to align with its customers' preferences. With the insight that their customers were heavily influenced by reviews, the company reoriented its marketing approach, pulling itself back from the brink of bankruptcy. As part of their revised communication strategy, Supermac devised industry benchmarks to evaluate the performance of hardware products. These benchmarks were promoted as the standard for the entire industry. These benchmarks, dubbed the Potrero benchmarks after the street where Supermac's offices were situated, were soon adopted by technology magazines. As the creators of these standards, Supermac suddenly found itself perfectly positioned to guide the market. Part 5. Customer-focused strategy is key to refining your business model and driving success. Imagine you're sitting down for a game of chess against a grandmaster. How do you secure a win? A well-thought-out strategy is crucial, and that's exactly the approach needed to outmaneuver the competition in the business world. To forge a winning strategy, understanding what your customers want is paramount. Take, for example, Webvan, an online grocery service that severely overestimated customer interest in online grocery shopping due to inadequate market research. After making heavy investments in infrastructure, warehouse inventory, and a fleet of delivery vehicles, Webvan realized that customer purchases were only reaching a meager 40% of their expectations. This miscalculation ultimately led to the company's demise in 2001, with losses amounting to a billion dollars. To escape the same fate, diligent observation of customer purchasing habits and tailoring your product and strategy to meet their needs are crucial steps. Once you're equipped with this understanding, it can be harnessed to fine-tune your business model, making it a replicable process. The importance of creating a repeatable business model cannot be understated, as successful business models must deliver results consistently, while your business model may undergo significant changes in the early stages. It should eventually stabilize into a strategy that needs only slight tweaks to ensure continued success. Consider Apple. The tech giant initially offered DIY computer assembly kits. Today, while it periodically unveils new products, most of Apple's business involves making incremental improvements to its existing line of products, reflecting the evolving capabilities of hardware technology. The final step in refining your business model is to be vigilant in looking for opportunities that could give you a competitive edge, be it by dominating your market, taking over your rivals, or merging with another firm. The story of Yahoo offers a lesson in this regard. The company once passed up the chance to acquire a then-little-known tech company named Google. Caught up in its pursuit to commandeer the online media, sports, and finance markets, Yahoo missed an incredibly lucrative opportunity. Today, Google is the dominant force in the world of internet search. It continuously acquires competitors, improves its products, and epitomizes a highly repeatable business model. Part 6. Escalating your business calls for fresh talent and a time-tested business model. Witnessing your startup metamorphose into a booming business can be as awe-inspiring as observing a caterpillar's transformation into a butterfly. However, scaling your venture 
may demand that you recruit seasoned managers to take the reins, a process that's sometimes easier said than done. Many startup CEOs find it hard to part with their baby, but it's crucial to remember that experienced business managers are better equipped to manage larger businesses than novice entrepreneurs. Consider the classifieds website Craigslist. Its founder, Craig Newmark, realized he didn't have the necessary expertise to helm a large organization. As such, in 2000, he promoted an employee, Jim Buckmaster, a Virginia Tech graduate, to take over the managerial responsibilities. This left Newmark free to do what he excelled at, customer service. Buckmaster has since held his position, and Newmark's judicious decision played a significant role in morphing Craigslist into the multi-billion dollar enterprise it is today. Yet stepping back from control is not the only requirement for scaling. A robust business model backed by a solid customer base is crucial. Launching into growth before establishing a reliable customer base is a risky venture. A venture needs to be self-sustaining before it starts to grow. Remember the dot-com boom of the 90s? Hundreds of companies were in a mad dash to scale quickly, despite their business models being unproven and their valuations being built on hype alone. Many of these companies exhausted their resources before they could secure a foothold in the market. Contrarily, the e-commerce platform eBay expanded cautiously in sync with its user base growth. It only began to scale after internet service providers began charging based on the volume of site traffic. This decision was instrumental in cementing eBay's position as the world's biggest e-commerce platform, boasting an annual revenue exceeding $8 billion. Final summary. The primary takeaway from this book is, the road to entrepreneurial success is lined with understanding your customers and their requirements. Rather than channeling all your resources into what appears to be a groundbreaking idea, dedicate time to comprehending your customers, examining the marketplace, and validating your business blueprint before embarking on the scaling journey. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.